0: Yeah, I don't think I show up in high-def very well anyways. I know, right? <laughs> All these people in high-def with their makeups on. <laughs> right. the cake makeup on.
1: <laughs> Guys, welcome to a muzzled chat. So, it's really cool how God works and networking and everything. So, you know Arthur
0: through church? Uh, actually, first. he was a customer of mine first. Oh, wow.
1: That's really cool. And then he put, as he was leaving, He sees my dying tree. Well, well, I mentioned, I was like, man, I think that thing's pretty much gone because it it happened within a week. Right. Went from pretty well green to just brown at the whole tree. And it's a good sized tree. Yeah. So I was really surprised. And my neighbor thinks I killed it because I wasn't watering it. And I, anyway, that'll be a good conversation (laughs) for my neighbor. But long story short, Arthur's like, I got the guy for you. And- he would make an amazing guest on your podcast. So he put me in touch and I'm talking to you Good. and your story and what you do, the services you're providing, your belief in God and your testimony. So, without further ado, listeners, I'm very excited to and honored to have Adam here sitting across from me. And you know so much about Mother Earth and. Hmm. these
0: trees it's like you you have relations yeah like with yeah when when you've been beat up that much by them you have to get to know them pretty well right (laughs) oh my god, uh yeah they make me bleed daily wow
1: so you've been not just like taking care of trees but you've you do a tree removal service I call it
0: euthanasia in this valley euthanasia yeah yeah they're miserable here Wow yeah so I mean you know if you know Kavorki and I'm sort of in line with him that uh, this is the the, the, the the nicest thing you can do for him at a certain point because trees oh feel trees do have feelings I mean they just move a lot slower than we do so you know? my trees have to pain you seeing the state they're in oh yeah i can hear them screaming as i drive down the roads like when you have these pockets of trees that are just like you drive down certain streets and you can see the infestations that are existing and you can hear their pain like you can wow it's at this point i've been feeling that for years like i can actually follow it i can follow that vibe
1: you're really in tune and touching
0: mm -hmm. wow
1: i it's crazy because what you're just now saying like is resonating with me <laughs> it really
0: is no, I mean if you tune in I mean it, listen man we, we we're all we're all just vibrating entities like we have energy flowing through us, and energy flows through the entire world we, we are nothing but this giant ball of moving electricity that's what we are right um and everybody's tuned into their own thing, right so like you are able to fine tune your body to um perceive. Uh, the vibrations of other things that you're more interested in. Um, So I've set my entire life to be centric on trees um, because that was the thing that saved me. Uh, The trees actually saved me and probably saved the world from me. Wow. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because there was a point in my life where I was a wrecking ball.
1: That's interesting. That's actually really cool because in ways like nature was my escape and my lowest points and, and, and it somehow just breathed enough life in me and gave me enough
0: direction right just hang in there a bit longer well what it did for me is it gave me an outlet for my uh my need to conquer and kill okay i mean men have been warriors for centuries right like i mean look back in history we were very violent species and um I had a, a football background. I was the type of dude that would put my head through the plate glass windows and, and all that stuff. Like on game day, I was shaving my head with a razor blade and making sure I cut myself so that when the sweat would get into my open cuts, I'd take it out on people. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I'd go to the mosh pits with spikes in my boots. Uh, You know, wow. that that was me back in the day at my, in my 14-, 15-, 16-year-old self, you know. And um, after I got myself in some trouble and was given the option... Uh, you know, go back to school, get back on the track, be the guy that everybody wants you to be, get your scholarships, you know, bring us glory through your efforts. Cause that's what they were looking for. Um, I chose the other option, which was go to a completely unknown place, uh, set up by my mom at the time with a stranger and go live on a farm in Oregon, uh, to, um, get away, Wow. <laughs> you know, wow. uh, and be on probation out there basically. Um, and that kind of set me on my path of being a grown man. By the time I was 16, at 16, I was out there in the world making a living, um, You know, presenting myself as a much older individual, managing people twice my age. Wow. Um, And I did a good job of that for about four years until my heart got broken. And then the heartbreak sent me on a just destruction spree. I went state to state just doing dirt everywhere I went. I was robbing people and doing drugs and just, you know. Well, the
1: drugs mess.
0: Yeah. 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 You'd never do certain things in your right mind. Methamphetamine was the perfect drug for the to create because they created it to keep their soldiers alert and, right. and relieve them of their conscience. Wow. And so when you're on meth, you don't feel guilty about anything. It's oh all just gosh. this nonstop quest for more meth. Right. Um, and, and whatever stands in your way, uh, destroy. It doesn't right. matter. You don't care. Um, and so, I mean, I did that. I used that drug to numb myself because I've always been a very sensitive person. I'm a cancer. Uh, my... My inner core is to provide and protect. Um,
1: I mean, it's right here with your mm-hmm. dog.
0: What's your dog's name? My dog's name is Flower. Flower, yeah. yeah. She's a doll, and she's, I mean, she is the love. You know, she's just she's that loving little thing that, you know, makes me happy every day when I come home. Um, but, you know, being on a path of destruction like that requires chemical dependency, right? Right. And, and so I did that to burn down any, any life I had built. That was good when it was time for me to burn it down. I used those drugs to do it um, because it made it easy for me. Yeah. And then when I finally ended up in prison, um, you know, I I performed an armed robbery. I was trying to help a friend of mine pay her bills. Wow. I went and robbed a place. I got her the money she needed. And thank God I got caught. Like I got caught on the scene. There was no question about it. I wasn't getting out of it. but uh, even in all of that, I had that bubble that you and I were talking about earlier uh, in our conversation on the phone. That bubble uh, that was put on me now, in hindsight, I know God has been protecting me with this bubble my entire life. Right. Got me in enough trouble to let me sit down for a minute and and figure out what I needed to do, uh, but didn't put me in a situation to where the the... Environment that I was going to be put in would destroy me, right? Right? Because there's people that just never come back from incarceration. Like five years, yeah. oh, you're yeah. never coming back normal, right? You're, you're going to be messed. So, wow. I had a two-year sentence on an armed robbery. Oh, I am. Wow. I'm in the. I'm in prison with people. The same thing. First offense. Um, seven and a half, ten years. That was their median sentence, wow. and I got two. Two now that was a blessing right it and was just enough it was just enough isn't it interesting
1: mm-hmm. yeah and as i reflect back on some of those great challenges of my life mm. it's like uh it, it seemed more than i could bear in the moment and it was just like it was at a time i was trying to seek direction too and it was like really god like you gotta B- but right. looking back, it would have it took nothing less to
0: set me on the path that led, right, led me to life. Right, that's right? exactly right. I mean, the week before I ended up in uh, the the back of the police car uh, for the armed robbery, I was in the recruiting office for the army because oh, wow. I was at that precipice in my life where I, I knew I was going to die from what I was doing. I was right. either going to kill people or I was going to die, and I didn't right. want either. Um, and so I went into a recruiting office, and like I told you, I mean, I I had I had a tenth grade. In 10th grade, I was in my second year of college. I had a 4.13 grade point average. I mm. was in the accelerated classes my entire life. Wow. Uh, I had all my scholarships lined up for the universities and stuff like that. Um, so when I went into this recruiting office after being out of school for four years, I actually scored a 98% on the ASVAP test, which is uh, something that everyone something takes. heard of, man. Yeah, it's like the, the national average is 30 Holy smoke! Okay, so I scored probably been me. Yeah, I I scored a ninety-eight, and (laughs) and, and I mean I was a young, you know, athletic, strong dude, and these uh, recruiters were like, "Hmm, "We want you, right?" Yeah. So I said, "All right, well, here's the deal. I've got speeding tickets from here to uh, South Carolina and back, uh, and they're preventing me from having a driver's license and all this other stuff. And if I'm gonna go military, I want to be Army Ranger. I'm gonna go career. Mm -hmm. Um, So." What does that mean to me? And they said, well, you've got to have a driver's license to be an Army Ranger. And I said, well, that's what kind of what I thought. So can you help me with this? Because I was trying to get out of, I caused problems, mm-hmm. and I was trying to get out of them. Wow. And I was looking for the Army to give me that out. Mm. They wouldn't do it. Wow! And in that moment, I decided to myself, well, geez, you know, you're the United States Army, and you're telling me you can't clean up some speeding tickets. Mm-hmm. So maybe you're on the wrong team, or maybe you're the wrong team to play for. where's your power i thought you had some power here yeah so instead i leave that office and i'm pissed and a week later i'm presented with a situation where i just go ahead and decide to get her her money she didn't ask me to do this she just said we're getting evicted tomorrow so we need a thousand dollars or we're losing this place tomorrow oh wow and then she left and i'm sitting in this apartment by myself and i'm like got nothing better to do i've done this before let's go rob a place and make the money so wow. so I went to a place that I knew. And I knew the layout. I knew the situation. I knew I would come up with the money. I robbed them, and there just happened to be a hero in the bunch—a uh, waiter who kept me in sight as I made my getaway. And when I was in wow. traffic, locked in, he jumped on the hood of the car in front of me before the light could turn green. And like literally, like I was in that situation where the, I was in the turn lane. The light was green. It would have been me and this other vehicle in front of me that made it through the intersection before the whole thing got shut down but he stopped that Wow and here I am sitting in this vehicle trapped in Mesa you don't run from the cops in Mesa Are you at a place you thank that man for doing what he did Oh yeah how cool is that yeah yeah no man like it, it was all for wow. a reason and that's right. what I'm saying like I needed this I needed to be smashed I needed I needed my ego to just be completely decimated in in that moment right but even in that moment like my eyeball flared up from an injury I'd taken a year before I almost went blind in my right eye had I not been in jail for those 10 days I would be blind in my right eye Hmm. and they provided that medical treatment and on that 10th day I go to court and the paperwork gets lost and I get released for free I had 90,000 cash bond and Holy. I got out for free that day wow. with the medicine in hand that saved my right eye. Wow. And so I didn't have to go to the judge uh, on the chain gang in the stripes. I got to show up in a suit with my family. and No kidding. Right? So like all of these things were going on in this process. And at the time, I was still too arrogant to really see it. Wow, but, as I'm on my way, but it was enough to have this shift where right you I mean see it. when you can step back from the whole thing wow. right? like as you're going through it, you're just going through it a lot of times,
1: so is that when the shift really took place is you're doing time the like shi- did when you got released, did you ever go back to drug
0: a little bit, like, okay, I dabbled because you you still there's something about drug addiction um that is uh seductive, and your brain I mean. Just like anything else, path of least resistance, right? So your brain, right. you know, it's got to work to create serotonin. It's got to work to create dopamine and all these things in your body, these these things that make you feel good. Right. Well, the drug does that for it, so it doesn't, you know, so it, it wants the drug. Um, and, and it takes years to get your mind right. And, it ha- I mean, I almost feel like you have to create a, a, a true hatred in yourself for that drug to, mm. to really break yourself of the yearning for it right okay so like I doubled I went back to it a few times after I'd been through this whole path and and I've had my revelations uh you know my my major revelation the thing that like changed my heart was Mm. when I was in county jail on my way to prison um I had self-surrendered at that point I didn't want to be on the streets anymore my throat was swollen from stress and all this stuff so the day I surrendered myself um all of that went away I like I literally went I went to the court with like I couldn't even talk. My throat hurt so bad and I went behind the judges' chambers into a holding cell after I had told him, please, just let's let's start let's get this going. I took a nap for about two hours, it felt like. And when I woke up from that two hour nap, my throat had cleared up. Everything felt better. Like it was just like this weight that was being lifted off of me. Oh wow. So now I'm going through county and I'm in this large dormitory situation, 300 individuals in bunk beds, and, you know, it's just gross. You've got heroin addicts coming off of this, and you've got dudes trying to exploit and uh, extort. and I mean, it's just a terrible place in there. Like, right. the, it's like the lowest form of humanity, you, you know, but you, you see a lot of lost children in there. Like, it really, that's what it is. It's, it's, yeah. They're lost children. Yeah. Um, and they just don't know how to play nice with others. Uh, I was laying in that bunk... On my f- second night in there, I'd already had to tune some dude up because you know that's just kind of the way it goes in there. Sometimes you gotta you gotta smash somebody to make a point. Um, yeah. and I am laying there thinking about my dad. You know, my dad is a six foot four man who was a farm oh, wow. boy. He's a PhD chemist. He was valedictorian of ASU in nineteen ninety two, and he raised my brother and myself um, as a single father. Um, my mom left when I was three, and I am oh, not wow. even his biological child.
1: No kidding. She had
0: an affair, a one-night stand. I'm the product of that. Holy smokes. I didn't know that until I was 16, and that's kind of what sent me on my...
1: Right. right. So, oh, yeah.
0: But this man is the man who showed up for me. When this all went down, he showed up for me. And wow. he never told me that I wasn't his child. Um, you know, that was my mom that did that. She did it on purpose. Um, oh, man. And uh, I'm laying there in this bunk thinking about my father. And he is just this amazing dude who I had just put him through hell. Um, And I wanted to give him a hug. And I started thinking about the fact that I'd never given my dad a hug standing up. Like, you know, you give a man a hug, you give a hug. Like, there's the feeling of a hug, right? Like, a hug is Mm. a very important thing. And my dad was not able to stand for me to give him that hug. And I was sitting there thinking about it how I would have to lay in bed with him to give him, like, a full-length body hug. Mm. And that just broke me. Like, in that moment, that's what broke my heart. Interesting. My heart melted in that moment. I find myself crying in a a bunk, you know, surrounded by 300 tough guys. Yeah. And that was that moment where, like, from then on, I was in prison. I knew I had two years in front of me, but I was going to focus on making that man proud. I needed to fix what I had done to him, hmm. and uh, yeah, man. I mean that that that's what got me. That's that's what still gets me. You can right. hear it. Like yeah. I, I mean, I want to cry right now.
1: I'm telling you, you're a real man to tap into those feelings. You're a real man to express them.
0: Yeah, it, it's crazy how <laughs> we try so hard to hide it. It's it's toxic. It's toxic. It's absolutely toxic. I at this point in my life, right. I I have learned the power of it. And yeah. I and I take every every opportunity I can to display it to right. people so that they can maybe feel more comfortable to do with themselves in the situation that's presented to them. Right. I've been working for people. We must. We have to. To to ensure like. We effectively address
1: those scars and work passings to become the best versions of ourselves. Yeah. Like you sweep that on
0: the rug, it's to your own detriment. It it, it, it poisons you, and 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 it, and it is just just this like non. It's this perpetual thing that that men have done through the eons and and, and I mean like if you think about it if you really look back through history and look at all the terrible things that have been done by you know megalomaniac dictators and you know just sociopathic they are probably all repressed there's something they're hiding, and there's something that they w- just couldn't get off their chest, and they were so afraid of it mm-hmm. that they did all Insecure. of this to right. freaking mask what they were in their core, right? Right? Like, I mean, they destroyed and killed millions of people right. because they were probably homosexual or something like that. You know, you know, what I mean, like, it, it's, right? That's I think the driving force between most of the evil that we have seen, and no that, I mean, that's how the devil does Bro- it. Broken people. That's how the devil families, does it. He, he, all, he yeah. praise on your insecurity, right? Wow.
1: Yes. Yeah. 100%. And your fears. Yeah. Yeah. And especially for how yeah, we just put on the front and exactly. the tough guy, right. and all that. And
0: that's what trees wow. did for me. That's what trees did for me. That's where this came from. This whole conversation that we've just been through that I started, I told you, trees saved me. Right. So now I'm post prison. I've got tattoos on purpose because I realized that I needed uh, impulse control help. So Mm. tattoos that were visible were always a no-no if you were going to be a criminal. Mm. So I got them visible because I wanted to have to stop and think about putting a long sleeve shirt on before I went and did something stupid. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, I'm out and about, and I get the itch to do something dumb. Like, well, oh no, no, I gotta go get a long sleeve shirt on because they're gonna be able to identify me. Oh wow! It was an impulse control thing that I actually thought about while I was in prison, and I did it on purpose. Wow! So now I'm out, I'm built, I'm tattooed, I've got this voice, I've got these eyes. You know, like I'm, I'm, I've just lost three years. You know, I'm ambitious. Uh, I'm on a mountain bike, for Christ's sake. Like, I, I want better. I want to be more. I don't want to be sleeping in my dad's extra bedroom anymore. Like, I'm trying to make something of myself. Yeah. So, like I said, job after job. This is what I'm running into. You're aggressive. You're, you're too, uh, you're just too much. You're just too much. We, you're, we, you make the people around here uncomfortable. Well, okay, sorry. I, I guess this isn't my place. Mm. Go back to landscaping. End up working with my stepbrother, who's been in landscaping for years, and... He was not going to pay me more than ten dollars an hour because that's what he could pay some illegal that he could pick up any day, so that was where I was stuck. Ten bucks an hour, tough. Um, I had met a woman, I had uh impregnated her, we were getting married, all of that stuff. That was the other thing I needed was something to believe in, something to care about. So I needed a child in my mind, and that's mm. what I did. Uh, so now I have my Chloe Jinx. Um, she's the KJG on the arm. There we go, it's the only one that doesn't look like it can be washed off, right? Um it's etched in, but, um, wow. so now I have all these things that I need to provide for, and that's where the stress and the you know it's, stress happens At this, the financial pressures of this country are <laughs> right. ridiculous, right? And right It makes people do unbelievable things right So here I am, making ten bucks an hour, not going to be able to do any better, but my stepbrother actually recognized that I had this tree experience from Texas, and I had the physicality and everything else, so he gave me an opportunity to price. Uh, some work on one of his customers' yards. Okay. That did tree work because he didn't do tree work, and I nailed the bid. He told me it was like oh, cool. the perfect bid, and in a three-hour period of time, I made two hundred bucks an hour. Right. Okay. Really like, worth I, six, your Six hundred dollar job, three hours. Light bulb moment. Oh yeah, baby! Like That's that was awesome. Boom! Right. So now I had the financial side. At least I had a plan. I knew where I was going. Um, and then I started realizing that every day I would get in a tree. I didn't go to the bar that night and do anything stupid. Wow! So because I was satisfied, like there's something about climbing trees. Like like I, it's like wow. it's like combing the hair of a giant. It's like killing a giant. Like you are literally inside this monstrous thing that can kill you. Right. Uh, you're using sharp implements. You're dropping heavy items. You're putting out this physical output and, and
1: you just started so there's not heavy equipment involved no, it's you it was putting me. in the work and yeah, ropes
0: and getting up there oh, and, i had and, to borrow a freaking ladder i had to borrow a chainsaw from my dad which was an electric chainsaw a little 12 oh, inch wow. electric chainsaw that wow. came off of a pole saw. So i was a black and decker oh wow so i'm running cord into 70 foot trees with a 100 foot extension cord wow and i'd be on site by myself because at the time i had no help and I'm doing this stuff in, like, Tempe and places like that where I could dump in the alleys and all that stuff because I didn't even have a truck to haul it in. I mean, I was, wow. like, off the mountain bike. Right. All right? Holy moly, yeah. And, uh, it, it like, it, it just became this thing that was so I, – I just realized it that – This is satisfying my need to go be a macho man. You know, like I am doing something that is worthwhile. I am doing something that is lucrative. I am doing something that is a service to other people because they don't have it in them to do this. So I am doing this for them. I'm risking my life to serve them. And at the same time, I am satisfying this beast that lives inside of me that needs to pound his chest and freaking scream at the top of his lungs, everybody look at me, you know what I mean? Like, that's just the dude I always was. And so here it is. It's all right there. It's all in this profession. And and, and it was life-changing. And it was... Something that I wanted to share with as many people as I could. Wow. And so that's what I've been doing for 20 years. I find these people. They just, like, drop out of the sky, and, and it's like they have problems. They need a job, and I've given them a job. I've given them a home. I've given them, you know, everything I can. They, they become family. They, they, you know, like, and unfortunately, only a few of them have really have really been able to get past themselves to go and do better or more for themselves a lot of them, I ended up being the rock that they broke themselves against.
1: Wow. Right?
0: Because I yeah. f- after a while, I started realizing God was kind of using me as their last chance. Wow. Okay. And I mean, it started to dawn on me. So I actually started telling them these things. Like I started telling these guys, listen, guys, I don't know what you understand about you were delivered to me to either A, succeed or B, go back to prison or die. Like, I mean, because that, that's where you're at in your life. Mm. And I can say that probably 75% of the guys that heard that and didn't listen, mm. right back in prison or dead wow. within a couple of weeks of leaving my uh, my business. I mean, it's the craziest thing. But it's it's been on a very limited basis, thank God. Like, I mean, I've kept my company small, and I've, you know what I mean? Like, I only take the ones that come to me. I don't right. really go seeking them, you know? that? Wow.
1: Well, it's been doing it's been
0: doing good, right? Yeah, I mean the business has always been successful uh, as far as like the the life it's provided for me, right? And you know, I mean at one point I was providing an income for thirteen people. Wow. Okay, at this point I'm providing an income for five, um, and that's a number I'm like comfortable with right now. Um, I haven't found a talent that can replace the quality that I look to put out there. And I don't like doing the callback thing. I sure as heck am going to go out and sell right. something that they can't produce. If I'm, right. and if I'm not involved, it just doesn't get done the way I want it to get done.
1: Isn't it tough to scale things in that industry and keep, keep that quality? Yeah. And, then, and then even
0: be, stay competitive in everything. It's, I don't even look at it as competition, man. Right. There's no competition in my business. We have such a large market and such a limited pool of talent. Um that people that are actively seeking the real deal um mm-hmm. if they find me they've got it and i don't need to compete anymore awesome um i don't advertise i don't have to anymore
1: well you can hear it in your voice not just i mean on the phone calls earlier and whatnot but i hear it right now where it kind of goes without saying that you have found your calling oh yeah right yeah you're just so passionate and i i see the quality even now what you do kind of side, but it, it's intertwined, right? Cause you get material off of some of this mm-hmm. and where now in your personal kind of time, like
0: downtime or whatnot, you started these amazing carvings. That's my right. That's my retirement plan. I mean, like, I don't have a retirement. That's the one thing about landscaping that makes it such a hard thing. Yeah, it, if you're it, not
1: scaling it and
0: yeah, you're not investing yeah, yeah, really yeah. amazingly. You have two choices. in land- I was explaining this to John outside your house just now. Oh, um, cool. That When it comes to landscaping, you have two choices, really. You're the dude with the busted-ass truck that uh, shows up and, you know, does things for a good price, and he's going to work himself to death. Yeah. Right. And that's just how he's going to be. He's going to be seven, really no seven, seventy-year-old yeah. man pushing a lawnmower until Brand. he dies from it. Or you're some dude who decides to go corporate and get these giant uh, companies, you know, HOAs and property management companies and whatnot to hire you, right. and you're going to do a year long contract with them, and you're not going to produce a good quality work, and they're going right. to go find somebody new next year. But that's right. okay because somebody else over here is looking for a new guy because the other guy did the same thing, right. and it's just this interchangeable. Like all these companies are just hiring the same big companies to do the same crappy work. They, um, they don't care about their guys right. or anything. No, it, yeah, it's just no. It's, it's just this ridiculous thing that really doesn't yield any good feeling right right okay now i'm god's green earth landscaping okay that's my company name
1: i like that yeah, okay
0: it's god's green earth and now I it's can't L- wait to check it out it's llc now because that was just something i had to do but I, I don't like the llc so i try not to put it out there because that just sounds too corporate mm-hmm. corpus evil Yep. Yeah, but you know it's like I am God's green earth landscaping. I climb trees in God's name. I don't lie to people. I don't steal from people. I don't take deposits anymore because I don't want people to have the stress and anxiety of whether or not you're gonna, I'm going to return and actually do what I say I'm right. going to do. Because there's so Which many people get burned that way. Yeah. Um, and so I've been able to offer my clientele that sense of security. I show them trust first because I'm going to do the whole job without getting paid. Wow. And then I have to trust that they're going to pay me at the end because right. what are you going to do? Like piece the tree back together? No. No. Right. So, wow, um, or do the install backwards? Like I, cause I do, I do yard installs, everything. Like I bring materials in everything. Wow. So I mean like they're half of my life. I'm actually like bringing in thousands of dollars worth of material and I don't collect it until it's installed. That's wild. Well, wow. I'm, you know, my favorite line is I know where you live right yeah. you know what i mean like, like my customer gave me that one actually the one the first one that I oh had, that's did cool this he's like well, you I'm, know where i live yeah, exactly so like what am i gonna i was do? like you're right i do you're gonna have the before <laughs> and afters yeah, yeah. right wow. repoing a yard is a pain in the ass though right uh but either way that's really cool I am God's green earth and and I have these long term relationships with people, which kind of goes back to the whole thing that like I was saying, like where I uh crying is not a weakness, it's a sign of strength. Yes. And, and I've actually had yes. you know, this beautiful um twenty year run almost to where we are so much more than just mowing lawns and trimming trees. Like I am this a lot of times these elderly people are hiring you. Um, you are their best friend at the end of their life because you see them more than anybody else does. Like wow. you've got a weekly engagement with them or a monthly engagement with them or you know whatever. They it's something they look forward to. That's it's, really cool. You're a visitor. You're a friend. You're someone to talk to. You're you know. In, in, in my early years, I was so much more involved in my maintenance. At this point, it's gotten to where I have like 90 accounts. I have somebody else with a really beautiful personality doing it for me because I needed a good liaison to take that place of me. Right. so that he would be the person that they needed him to be to still provide that type of service for them. That's awesome. But I've had to bury a lot of these people in the last several years. Wow. And, I mean, like, I've, I have literally been at hospice bedside with some of my clients that, like, they thought to call me in their last few minutes. No kidding. To where I was invited to the hospice, and I was literally a mile away so I could do it. I was in their front yard when the phone call came. No, I was looking at their tree on my own. I was just going there on my own to look at the tree to estimate it, get the phone call that they're actually on their deathbed and was able to go visit them on bedside right before they died, the same day they died. Mm -hmm. And then speak at their funeral when it happened to be in their eulogies. Wow. And meet their children and meet their prodigy. You know what I mean? Like and then become a part of their lives. Right. because i mean come on like they're not it's gonna,
1: kind of a hidden blessing it's then. not just
0: a hidden it, it, it's not even hidden in my mind bro it's so it's like, so blaringly obvious right that i have been gifted the most beautiful job on the planet in my opinion like well, i guess
1: I, I meant hidden in the sense you wouldn't have really foreseen that no come no in. yeah 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 right so
0: maybe just yeah it's not a wrinkle in the job that people would think of like when people are right. looking at like Ooh, what do i want to be for a living right like they don't ever think oh i want to be a landscaper that's a glamour job uh it's got all these wonderful benefits no it it comes with hard work and 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 you know sometimes you're not making great money and sometimes you're dealing with really crappy people and sometimes you're you, I mean, obviously we have so you,
1: you do full-blown landscaping then
0: oh yeah, it's not just your removal and installations. Yeah. like well okay. you got to keep it fresh dude cool i mean if i did trees every day i'd hate them you know, I, mean, I got gotcha. yeah, you and, Yeah, And my employees would hate them I mean, That's why I always
1: kept it Like everyone I had a lot of wise contractors throughout the years Because what I was a home builder ever since I can remember right hmm. And renovations Things of that nature And I had a lot of wise men Throughout the years You really ought to get niche You know uh, spe- spe- Specialized specialize in a trade Like right. you could really Really blow things But I just I couldn't narrow it down to one thing. Right. So, I, I, I was told so the to same thing. At that point, it was just like I wanted to keep it general. But right. then again, it was really hard to scale general. And then, then you're really not mastering anything. You're right. just pretty much a jack of all, all trades. trades.
0: Which is fine, actually. I mean, why do you got to be a master? Like, perfection right. doesn't exist, right? right? Only God does perfection. And even God doesn't do perfection, really, because things evolved.
1: Because, yeah, he's allowing he well, set free this, agency. Like, he set things in motion. And so it's like perfectly imperfect, right? Correct. He's. Yeah. I don't right. I don't believe he makes mistakes. No. But but he but allows that, us to do. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't <laughs> you know? achieve
0: perfection because there is defects in all of us and, right. and, and and there are mutations that happen in our natural world. Um and and, and I mean like I said that was all freedom of choice, uh, free will, all that stuff. I right. mean, that plays into that. And, and but I think that's what the perfection is is that it's um uh, it's a game that we all play, and it's, it's we all have these challenges, and we never quite know what's around the next corner. Uh, yeah. and, and so that's what keeps you um, seeking uh, that. Well, you, I mean, it's faith. Like you, you, you have to have true faith right. to believe that everything you're going through is for a reason. And 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 I can't see the reason. I I mean, as far as I'm concerned, God could just be using us as his sitcom. Um, we are his <laughs> entertainment. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, think about it. If you are this omnipotent being that is uh, eternal and immortal, I mean, maybe that I, is all we are. We're his ant farm. And 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 you know what? That should be good enough for us. Right, We were blessed with this beautiful world. We're given these bodies and this life and these experiences. And really, does it matter what the end game is? Does Mm -hmm. it really matter? Mm -hmm. Because if you just live every day knowing that this is a gift, this is all just a gift. Mm -hmm. And because we have zero idea what the other side looks like, then this is the best thing we could be in. No matter how shitty it is. Right. This could be the worst day of your absolute life. Make the best of it. And it's still a gift. Yeah. Right? Right. And so if you can look at things like that, if you can understand that to its fullest and know what you and I know about being saved and letting Jesus into your heart and knowing the difference between being the person that didn't have him there yes and do have him there now right like you and i get that we've both been there and we have that moment and we now know what it feels like to be on the other side of it yes anybody that's seeking god that hasn't quite got there yet they don't know what we know
1: listeners listen to this man adam you got a light in your eyes you got a presence and energy about you i'm just i'm not stealing anything but i'm Beating off you, brother. Yeah, well, good. it's it's. I appreciate it. It means all, it's so much. Oh wow, I got these freaking. I mean, <laughs> I'm
0: like these wires. Yeah, Adam. Adam
1: <laughs> here was like, I mean, bless you for taking the time. You just you you had a busy schedule, and I, I just took a quick moment, popped to the gym, and next thing I know, oh, 15 minutes. That's 30 minutes ago. He's got to be at my house by now.
0: I was already talking to your roommate. Yeah, raced,
1: <laughs> raced on over, but. Listeners, he's touching on something profoundly here because kind of like pre-show, we we naturally were going into this very conversation and I was like, it's so interesting. How can we articulate it to where it resonates with the other individuals? Like we, the listeners that don't know God, don't right. know and like have identified that love he has for you. Right. And for each and every one of us because we aren't an ant farm. No, we're not. And until you really feel that love and you get over yourself, you right. kick out that stool of like <laughs> yeah. pride and right. ego and you destroy right. that and you humble yourself and you seek that. Like the reality of it is like kind of that point I, I shared with you before where it's like me and Adam here, we don't need you to convert. No. We don't we're not insecure in our belief. We don't, it's not like, it's not, we need, numbers it's, thing. it's not like we need the net. We need all the ch- bar stools at the bar filled to, f- f- you know, f- make us feel good about taking that toxic drink. Right. Right. It's right. nothing like that. It's, we came from that side and how broken we were in the pain and the meaningless, right. like per, like there was no purpose to our lives. Mechanical.
0: The word I used back then was mechanical. Mechanical. I was in the middle of having sex with a woman that I, you know, I was in, I was that way, right? Like I was just from one to the next and there was no love there. There was no nothing. And I just looked up and I said, does this ever just feel mechanical to you? I said to her, I mean, like, and that's where I was at. Like it was all mechanical. You're just going through these motions because this is what we've seen. This is what we've been shown. And we live in a world that is just disgusting. Disgusting with imagery of, I mean, listen, Everything. I, I listen to Pantera. I listen to Supple, I listen to all the same music that I listened to when I was a 15-, 16-year-old jock, right? Like, and, and I was thinking about this on the way over here. Those types of music, that head-banging, hard, thrasher-type music, uh, Marilyn Manson, and I still listen to them right. to this day because I'm not taking that out of my life. I see those artists as broken people that have experienced pain and suffering in some fashion in their minds, and that was their way of healing themselves and finding an outlet to get it out of their souls. Mm. And they've used it to capitalize- like right. they've capitalized off it. Of. But in this world we live in, you have to capitalize on something because you can't be Moses on the mountain, like with nothing, a rag, you know, you can't. You have to have a home. You have to have a job. You have to have something that yeah. feeds and clothes you inside of this society. Right. The, the parameters have been put on us. So even those musicians that are spreading what what most Christians are going to call devil music and all this, it's not. Right. It's not. It's white light music. Hmm. It's it's human beings that are expressing pain, hmm. and it's cathartic to them, you know? And I still listen to it because it's nostalgic for me, first right. and foremost. It's what always got me up. It's what always got me motivated. Uh, and it, It's interesting as you tap into, like, things that bring up uh,
1: like from past experience in this life, life. it can bring clarity you don't need to where you were bring back feelings and smells and
0: brother like you were talking with i watched arthur's podcast with you this morning and, and, oh, cool. and, and i saw his i mean he came from a very different time right in a very right. different place right i was born in 1980 And I went through Catholic and I, you know, my dad definitely made sure I was exposed to it. And I was repelled from the church, even though I was extremely, I wanted to be a part of the church as a kid, All religious education classes and all this. And it was like one experience after another that the church put onto me. That repelled me from right. religion and God in general, mm-hmm. and so I spent a good portion of my youth as a, a agnostic or atheist or mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it because I had been damaged by the dogma. Right, and dogma is a dangerous thing. Yes, and and you know you find so many people in this world that are seeking God, seeking answers, seeking Jesus. They don't even know they're seeking Jesus because Jesus is so tied to the, to the church that they like. The guy who called me earlier, Ruben, the one who works for me. Okay. Okay. I even say the name Jesus and like he immediately turns into this obstinate little child. Mm. Okay. Because somewhere in his life, he's been hurt by it. Right. But when I started talking to him and I'm like, dude, I'm sitting here talking to you about Jesus and you've seen, bro, like you work with me day in and day out. Right. And Arthur was the one that brought me back to Jesus recently. He took me to a men's meeting over at the Generation Church and being in a room full of 500 men in a church that I am not a part of. Right. And I will never be a part of probably because yeah. I'm not gonna join a church. It's not my thing. It's not my calling. I don't need it. I have my church. My church is every day in God's in God's world. I minister, I have my fellowship, I have everything a church gives you right. in my job. Well, the, the
1: reality of it is, the way I kind of view it now, I mean, so many churches I view like vehicles, right? Like it could propel you faster, further than you sure. can on your own two feet, but, but
0: it could crash. But how is it that? It could take a right a wrong turn. And it's propelling you to what? That's the question. What's your goal? Well, one of the things is- it is, financial?
1: As mankind, <laughs> yeah, that's a thing. As mankind, we're all defective and faulty. Right. So anything we organize as men Correct. in this world is going to be- Bastardized, Fault.
0: yeah, exactly. Bastardized, man. Like power corrupts, right? And once you become so, the centerpiece of idolization, and people are that's flocking the One thing to you, you can't
1: prepare for is a pastor. No. You could get biblically ed- educated, you could get closer to God, you mm-hmm. could get that spiritual enlightenment. But once you have people essentially the flock kind of worshiping and idolizing you to an extent, right? Because like these, that's where there's a fine line. Like I, that so there's like this. He'd send it to me. He he was a guest on this. And he's from the UK, and he sent me this imagery he created and put basically words to a picture, and that he doesn't have the belief in religion, but he has the belief in God. Exactly. And I I think religion can be like these organized groups, right? Mm-hmm. Can be beautiful and pretty pure and this and that. But but you there's some things you need to keep in check. Right. Whereas like, hey, is this but this group staying in the fruit of the spirit is this group not like uh, you know? Or are they getting all? Are, are they starting the pedestal? Are right. they starting? So you gotta right. constantly like question and mm-hmm. seek that purity, and you gotta you gotta oversee in anybody right. out there like the imperfections. You gotta see past the imperfections and not drink certain I look, things up i look at what they
0: produce with the money right like the, that's the I, thing
1: i would love to see a a body ha- like show the receipts right Like every, every
0: penny is accounted for and
1: there's full transparency.
0: I would love to see that because I've worked for, I've worked for several pastors that are kind of traveling pastors of these mega, of these mega churches and whatnot. And the houses they're living in are just unbelievable. And you know, they're living this lavish lifestyle. And I mean, like it's crazy. It is crazy. And it's, 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 it's not pious by any means. And it's not, see, I'm, I get like, there's a, there's a
1: point to, Hey, they're making sacrifices. There's 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 a healthy balance, but that should be maybe discussed and be open to the congregation. Sure. Like not just one individual and behind the scenes having full reins. Money laundering, man. Like it's I, I mean, it it's, is it's... incredible. That's where I like for all these people like that go to these churches, I would venture to say, sure, you could do small donations that will keep those lights on. Right. right? Like it, and, but until I, I think we all should be able to ask for transparency. Yeah, when they talk before, about before, but, but about to just tithing, to blindly yeah. give 10% 10% ten percent, I think yeah. I mm. think the bulk of your money could go to, dare I say, platforms like this, mm. uh, or other patriots that are in fact fighting the war, or or to your neighbors in your community around you. Sure. Uh, or direct mission work, or direct, but but just blind trust in these churches. I that's where I feel yeah. that
0: it's it's scary, and that's what keeps oof. a lot of people out of this. Like, right? Like, I mean, I'm married to a beautiful woman named Angel, and oh, she cool. she is um, broken in when it comes to religion. Uh, Mm. too many good experiences with Catholicism growing up, you know, Uh, and she's a very spiritual person. Uh, She would call herself a hedge, witch, um, and it's evident. She has, um, premonition. She has, um, Mm. intuition. She has a, a, a way with animals that is undeniable. Uh, she is brilliant. Um, I mean, brilliant. Uh, and, but she's broken when it comes to religion. And right. because of that, I married this woman, and we've been together for 16 years. Mm. And what I realized the other day when Arthur took me to this church was that I was grateful to dip my toe back into that scene to mm. fill the energy. Because it's undeniable that when you have a bunch of believers in the same place, you're going to feel that energy. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I didn't need to be there regularly. I got the answers I needed. I got the inspiration, the message from God that I was looking for. Right. And it reminded me of 20 years ago when I first started walking with Jesus for real, mm-hmm. how I would be in the bars at night drinking water, standing there by myself, playing pool by myself or whoever might come on, and I would be just so energized, mm. um, dancing and singing and sober as a judge and everyone wow. thinking I'm on crack or something because they couldn't understand how I was so energized. Wow, that's and I, cool. I kept telling them it's Jesus. And you know, I mean, in the bars, that doesn't go over very well. Right. That that was like that. I might as well been a skunk. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) I was a skunk, right? People want to stay far away from me. But they didn't get it. And at that right. time, I was volunteering with uh, uh, Cornerstone Church. I was doing their fifth and sixth grade program and all this oh, other wow. stuff. Okay. And, you know, like I was really involved with this church. I was giving them two to three we- days out of my week wow. uh, to be a mentor to kids at that age that I thought was super important. That fifth and sixth grade I- age is like so impressionable, right? So I was doing all of this, and I was judged by them. I was judged by that church and basically told that I couldn't come back unless I was going to change a few things in my life. And I was like, who are you to stand in front of my walk with God? Like, this is my walk with God. You don't have the right. I'm not bringing this to your church. None of these kids see this part of my life. None of these kids know any of this about me. Mm. And you don't even really know this about me. You're just assuming this about me right Mm. now because of, like, context clues. Mm. So you're telling me that I cannot give my time to, to God's work because of this dogma thing that you're assuming Interesting. I'm doing, it, it sent me away. Right. And then I meet my wife and I, and I live with this woman who like you know, like the conversation doesn't go well when we start talking about Jesus and stuff. Right. So I've really just kind of dumbed it down for many years. Mm-hmm. Now I'm God's green earth and I talk about God all the time. Wow. I talk about God all the time. God's always in my voice, always in my words and everything I do, I, I talk about God. But for 16 years, I forgot to talk about Jesus. Wow. And I felt myself progressively getting more. And more tired, and more dragged down, and more Lost. just like just this is now getting done. I'm, I'm I'm losing hope. I'm losing like I don't have succession in line. I don't have my this business I've built is going to go away. I'm getting older. This hurts. Like all these things are happening to me physically that I I don't think I can keep this up much longer. I'm hoping my retirement plan takes off. All of these starting to get worrisome and all. And then I go to this meeting with Arthur the other night, who he invited me there. And I when I left there, I felt so good. And then the next morning, I woke up and the revelation had happened. And I, the employee I was struggling with his situation he got dealt with and then arthur tells me god's going to move quickly in your life and he sent me that message and all of a sudden it was boom 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 and it's because i started using the name jesus again and i went to work just Fired up And I'm talking to my guys About it And I, I mean like The energy level That came out of me In those next three days Was crazy That's Like cool it, Right And then I started Producing It's a carving. miracle It was more than that it, I mean like It's inspiration I showed right. you the carvings Both They're of those, incredible Those most recent carvings Yeah That all just happened The week after That meeting with Arthur And that That's I, a
1: hidden skill talent
0: Like Dude I, I've No never, one That takes decades man I've never, where did this come any, from I've never done anything like that Those That's two, cool. Those two carvings are next level is your website does it have those on there or or social media they're not on there yet but they are they we could probably plug something to where people could check it out they'll show up sooner or later okay like like i said man like i'm at at this point in my business and my life to where you can only do so much with 24 hours and i'm sleeping for eight or nine of them for sure so right how much am i asking for like i am not a greedy man greed is ugly Greed yeah. is ugly. Greed is the thing that makes people stop caring about right. the results. Right. Okay? They All they're looking for is that next dollar. Right. And I only have so much of me to give, and I know it. Right. So I have a responsibility to my employees. I have a responsibility wow. to my clients. And right now, like I said, I don't advertise. I have a steady stream of clients that are always being taken care of every year, every week, every month. They all get seen, and I make sure of that. And then what else comes on top of it? It will come and it'll be when it is right and it is time, you know. And and I'm not trying to push it. I'm not here today to advertise myself. Okay, that ain't why I'm sitting in this chair. Please do not call me for work. I don't want to work for you right now. I've got plenty. Like you get what I'm saying? Like I, that's not what I'm here for. Um, I I like to share what I've done. I'm very. You know, proud of the things that I've done, but it's it's a pride that I'm trying not to be prideful. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Like, there's a big difference. You're allowed to take pride in your work. You're allowed to have pride. Pride is important. I, it, well, it's interesting, yeah, because it's one of the seven deadly sins, right? Right, but that's also,
1: you know, man. I think I think I put I kind of slipped that out and replace it with like excitement. You know, to be excited of where you're at, humbly even to be excited. On the realizations and the clarity and the momentum and to be excited,
0: contentment. Contentment. I, I, yeah, excitement is the, what gets you there. Right. Okay, excitement's what drives you to it. Contentment is what you get when you've produced something that you Damn are man. proud of. Like you I you am go. proud of it, right? But I'm right. actually content. Content. This is good enough for me. This I makes like me satisfaction. Satisfaction. Right, like yeah. that's that's what the ultimate goal is. I think comfort, satisfaction, contentment, right. righteousness—yeah, those are all the things that I really Perfect. strive for. And not self-righteousness, right? Righteousness, righteousness means that you are right. You know it because you feel it. Right, right. I mean, you're, and you don't need to hear that, like, it, you're, yeah, because you're you're
1: satisfied. Right.
0: I yeah. love the fact that I wow. take people's garbage what they consider basically garbage right? they've paid me to remove it from their properties and I now take it to my property turn into art and I just leave it on my, no dude I mean like some of it has become art, a lot of it in my mind already is art, mm. like these naked tree trunks that I just have standing in my, I have hundreds of them, they're just in my yard standing right now as my fence lines, as my posts, as my uh, center pieces to hold up my lights you and You have to every, check
1: your property out. They're gorgeous, of it, that's it, cool. It,
0: it's beautiful man and I mean it's all just reclaimed items, it's all stuff that somebody else didn't want in their yard and they paid me to take it away and instead of throwing it in the dang trash i put it in my yard and it has a potential for new life Mm. it's not that it ever will be it might just end up being firewood but even that's new life isn't it yeah right so i mean the 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 end game plan for me like seriously like this craziness that i've achieved in my backyard is is like overwhelming to anybody but me and it was even overwhelming to me until i got a little mechanized help uh and my friend called the dingo what an amazing machine Oh um, cool! Yeah, I'm like ten men. I, I like like my brain has literally merged with this machine, and I am now ten men. That's which, cool. Which I hate because I'm not a tech guy, but man, that machine is amazing. Cool. Um, but you look at my backyard, and anybody but me would be like, "You're insane." Um, what are you planning on doing with all this? And I'm like, "Well, I got 20 years at least. I'm hoping, you know, like I don't. That's never a given, but like I am hoping that I'm going to have 20 years at the tail end of my career to now do what I've dreamt of for years because every tree I cut, every piece I remove, I'm, I'm 60 foot in a tree and I see this section of the tree and I'm like, well, this weighs 450 pounds and I could cut it nine times and get it down real easy. But I need to cut it in this four hundred and fifty pound piece because this is gonna be something later. Mm-hmm. And now I gotta figure out how I'm gonna get that four hundred and fifty pound piece down safely. Like that's wow, that's the type of crap I've been doing for years because I, cool. I can't unsee it. Right. And so I move these pieces from place to place to place. I restack them, I reshuffle them, I move them because I'm building around it in limited space. So you have to like move the pile over here and then move the pile over here and you're like erecting steel structures and racks and things for their future homes and how you're gonna process them. And I mean it's like wow. it's been a six year Process of shuffling, um, and I'm intimate with them at this point. And now I see them naked because their bark has fallen off, and all of them are just like the bare skin tree trunks. And my goodness, the beauty—the beauty that exists. That's so cool. They're so intricate, and they're so—they have so much personality. Like they were living creatures. Don't forget that they were living creatures. Isn't
1: it weird? Like, well, it's not weird, right? But I've often—I've—I've I've had full blown conversation with the. <laughs> piece of wood that died and i and I just sit there and I try to envision the the lifespan of that dead tree right or sometimes even the living tree yeah. and it's just like you've been here far longer right than me and my parents, maybe even their parents right, and just all the things you'd seen felt like. I believe even energy, it felt like, in the shifts in the world, right? right? right. All sorts of... Well,
0: it's it's, a lineage, too, right? Like, that tree came from a seed how many millions of years ago? Right. So that lineage exists in all these trees. It's just like animals have an innate knowledge, Right, I mean, a baby hits the ground and it's walking in 20 minutes and it's drinking and eating and doing everything it needs to do. It's a full-grown version. It's a, it's a miniature version of its full-grown parent within like a day. Right, It has to be, right? And, and it's because that innate knowledge exists in those creatures. Well, same with trees. Mm-hmm. And trees pass on knowledge and they share and communicate with each other. Uh, through networking of uh, underground uh, root systems, uh, fungus plays a huge part in that. Mm-hmm. So the mycelium of fungus, the the underground part of fungi, that like it's everywhere, and it's just like right. neural network that lives underground, and and it right. sends messages uh, to each other. Like they have documented this one hundred percent. It's yeah, true. Yeah, they talk There's to documentaries each other. on right. that. It talks They've to. They've been each. able to. Like, you can track prove. it. Yes, yeah. it's it's real. That's cool, and so there is a collective consciousness going on amongst trees and everything living that we don't understand because we are so high on our mountain in our arrogance that we are the masters of the domain and we are supposed to have dominion over the whole planet and all that. But well, we, the we...
1: evil one has now had people right. self-identify as is God. Sure. It's essentially yeah, feeding into yeah, the pride, the ego, this delusional ideology. I, yes.
0: Hate the world, love progress, right. be right. be be a part of the machine, be a part of the of the herd that that I mean, man, they just there's just no love in it. There's no yeah. love in it. Um Today's scripture. Do you have the U Version Bible? Well, like I told you before, man, Bible right. the Bible and I, I have not spent a lot of time together. Oh really? Not a lot, man. Like I said, I'm this is the other I thing about I just love it. these daily yep. reminders.
1: I mean, it is like the it is to me it's the living word and sure. there's so many amazing I things agree. that come from I it. I agree. But right here Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 13:13 and 13 is my number. 13 Oh no. Thir- way. 13
0: years between my wife and I and Well, it's
1: 13. 13. Yeah, 13 is my number. Bro, it's in everything. And now these three and now these three remain. Faith, hope and love. But the greatest of these is love. love.
0: That is true. Like God is love.
1: That that's one of those. I, I, I venture to say, instantly, just became one of my favorite mm-hmm. verses. Just no. instantly, and
0: I was like, it makes that's sense. So true. It makes sense that it would be thirteen, thirteen, and it makes sense that that would be it. Because honestly, that's that's cool. That's exactly how I live, and that's really all that matters to me. Like all the right. man-made stuff, and I mean, even the scripture, man. Like it's a two thousand-year-old book that has right. been manhandled. A lot. How many times, right? right so right. what do we really know about it? And and I mean, like I said, I think some of the integrity is still there. And men like Arthur, who yes. have spent fifty years digesting and studying it, I mean, he's like a Rolodex, right, for the Bible. And I I can appreciate that. But it's not for everybody. It's not needed by everybody because we have people like Arthur to yeah. translate it for us. Exactly. He has that
1: deep understanding Correct. like that. And that's such a humble, meek way about expressing what like the spiritual enlightenment he now
0: understands. And that's his walk. And it's his gift to us. Yes, it's his walk and it's his gift. It's not my place or my walk. My walk is out here in the dirt. Right. My walk is out here with these hands. Right. Like I don't have time, energy in this portion of my life. No. Maybe later. You right. know what I mean? Like, I'm not discounting and saying it's going to be a never thing. But what I am like saying is 18. that my cool. walk with God and Jesus is so intact mm-hmm. and so, it feels so right that I can't be doing wrong.
1: Right. That's beautiful. <laughs> you know You're I mean? in the right place. Yeah. yeah. You found that balance. Right. Of peace. Right. I don't feel like and I'm we're human. Anything. We have been flow a bit. Right? right. But, yeah, it was kind of wild. I just had to, like, grin and smile to this gentleman when uh at the gym the other week and we shared this like god moment it was pretty cool and he's like what church do you belong to and i was like you know i really don't belong to any yeah and i'm enjoying seeing god's work in all these different bodies right? right and and i'm so at peace with that and just the typical kind of christian response being like no no you need you need that support structure you need this and right. and, and i get where he was saying and i know his heart was in the right place sure. but i was like
0: no, I don't. It's still a form of brainwashing. I was like, I don't. It's a, I was like,
1: I, and I feel for your wiring right now mm-hmm. that you would feel impressed to even say those things, yeah, because right. there is a level of like that brainwashing. Because it's like, I absolutely don't. No, you don't. Um,
0: God is everywhere. I
1: am on the path He wants me on, right, and exactly. I know that. Yeah, that's exactly and it. I, and I, it, and, and
0: it, that's a personal thing, right? And and everybody's relationship with God should right. be that
1: personal. And I know there's going to be things I can I can raise that frequency. I can I can. I can tap in better and more. And that's why I want to get rid of all that brainwashing and just truly seek his will for me, knowing and submit that, knowing it's better than anything I'm going to be able to come up with or that gentleman or any of these churches come up with. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's beautiful. And I'm excited.
0: Just to touch on that because you're right. I mean, it's okay. It's just like, like the world changes with propaganda and, and yes. generations and what they've been sold as they grow up in the formative years and all that stuff. Right. So, just going back to what I was talking about earlier about the just music, the musicians and the devil music and all that stuff. okay. Now, yeah. let's take Marilyn Manson, okay, and let's put him in a room with the people I met yesterday. Now, the people I met yesterday, this is an ongoing thing in my life with this customer. they we have a tree situation, and ongoing. the people like, so I'm always on the wall, right? Because trees are always on the perimeter of people. so I am the the liaison between my customer, their tree, and the neighbor. Right, and there's a lot of conflict that goes on between trees and neighbors. It's one of the major things, oh, yeah, major, right. major thing. Right, um, the the mess and the the in my pool, and then my, it just broken my wall. And I mean, it's like, so you're dealing with this crap all the time, and you have to be this intermediary, and you're literally stepping into some sort of like feud that's been going on forever wow. because like you don't know what's transpired between those two neighbors, a- but you are now stepping in, right. and you're trying to achieve a goal. And you usually have to be on both sides of the fence because I'm going to have to remove material and clean it up out of your yard. and yes. Right? So now I have to be given access. Right. So one out, of or- five, one out of five is the problem, right? Like four out of five people will allow you to do what you need to do. They'll accommodate you in your, in your quest to get the job done uh, because they realize it's a, mu- a mutually beneficial situation. And I'm just the guy that's there to provide that thing. Right, right. right. But yesterday- This is now the third time we've dealt with this. um, And this is the first time I actually personally had to deal with it because I didn't realize it was so bad. Oh, wow. These clients of mine bought the house and they had it for five years now. The people behind them are very old. And I mean, we're talking salt of the earth. You know, like I don't know where they came from. I'm going to assume somewhere Midwest or North, you know, farmers of some kind, they attended some sort of Baptist church or whatever. Like they are definitely church going old. Thought people Okay These people Oh god (laughs) So There's an oak tree And for the last three years We have been maintaining the size of this tree To keep it out of their yard Mm-hmm. Okay, now it, in my form, it's butchering the tree. Like, we are butchering this tree to make sure that this tree does not encroach oh,
1: over the man. fence
0: line of these people because these people do not even want you to touch the wall. Wow. You're not allowed to touch that wall because they put that wall up. They paid for that oh, wall. No. Even though in Arizona, as soon as the wall exists, half that wall is the person on the other side. That is property light. I don't care you put the wall up, I don't care if you paid for it. It is now half your neighbors. Right. But in their minds, their property line is three inches over that wall. Interesting. And so they, in their oldness and their anger and their nastiness, are standing out there. Well, my guy is attempting to squeeze himself in a ladder in between this tree and this fence line.
1: Mm. And
0: he's on a 10 foot ladder, trimming up the edge, doing his level best to get nothing on their side because the old man is literally standing directly underneath my guy who's working and yelling at him, telling him that nothing better come onto my side. You better not touch my wall. You better. I mean, it was ridiculous to where my guy called and he's like, boss. I mean, I don't know what to do, man. This guy is just, like, right here, and I don't know. And I was like, listen, he doesn't have a right to tell you what to do on this side of the fence. Do your job. If things fall on his his side, the best we could do is offer to clean it up, and if they say no, that's on them. Right. But I could tell in his voice that it was bad. So I had to go. Right. And then I went, and I got there, and I picked up the tool, and I started doing the job, and here they come, man and woman. And oh, my God. God, the hatred in these people's oh, no. eyes. Like I am talking, bro, like like Satan like in the eyes. Like what is going
1: on with that? These
0: are good church-going people, my friend. Like these are mm. salt of the earth, church-going people. Yeah. And I'm telling you right now, if I was sitting in a room with Marilyn Manson and these two people, Marilyn Manson would be a much better human being. Interesting. Than these two people. And I had to sit there and do my job right. and explain to them and I kept saying, to them, "Ma'am, I am not the one who hurt you. I am not the one who did anything wrong to you. My my employee definitely is not the one who did it. What are you doing right now? Why are you out here yelling and screaming at us for doing work that is for you? We are out here performing a task, mutilating this tree On your behalf. Right. Because we would not be doing this if it wasn't for your need to not have it over the fence line. Right. But here we are trying to perform the service that you want. Yes. And you are screaming at us, telling us that all of these nasty things, and like everything that drops on your side of the fence, you are right there to pick it up and throw it over the fence. Every little minute scrap, leaf drop, man. Right. I mean, it's leaf drop wow. for Christ's sake. Wow. And you will not stop. And the hatred in your eyes, and the, I mean, what would God say about your actions right now, I told her. I said, ma'am, do you go to church? Do you believe in God? What would Jesus say about your behavior right now? And she, I don't care. Get off my property. Do not touch my wall. Oh, no. I'm like, ma'am, these people didn't even do the damage to you. It was your previous neighbors, the people who lived here before these people. And wow. you are so mad at them. That you're taking it out on these people.
1: Well, it becomes a great challenge when, obviously, folk d- don't no no longer can grasp their position and their impact. Right. Like whether whether it's essentially because there's that old adage, right uh old you can never teach an old dog new tricks the reality of it is you can teach any old dog any trick you can. You, you can you can and it just it really just does boil down to you
0: whether they're willing to they're learn. willing Yes. And that's the thing about churches that I was trying to make the point of right. is that a lot of people get involved with these churches. Right. And because it's such a secular thing, yes. it becomes a my team, your team thing. Right. And that's what's so dangerous about it because we're all seeking the same thing. Right. We're all saying basically the same things. Right. Right. And and, and honestly, across the whole world, if you look at most major religions, they are all saying basically the same thing. Right. But there's that little bit of difference that was put in there by man, and that was the dividing factor.
1: Exactly, that And that's
0: what's caused yeah. all the hatred and the death and the, the terribleness that has been done in God's name, right. which keeps so many people from seeking him because it's just been right. damaged by these organizations. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I feel zero need to be involved with a church. Right. I don't need it. Great for you if you have it. If it's your home, if it's your fellowship, if it's what you need to be a part of it and you feel like you're doing good with it, It please. almost develops
1: the wiring within these believers to more so effectively project that they're this good person than actually being become. Being a good person. And being that right. good person. Yeah, no. That, that, that they, they believe themselves to be. It's the herd. So it, it, like, the more we can like identify that wiring and more effectively fulfill what that actually is, because that that changes everything. Because mm-hmm. those to those older man, my heart goes out to my feet. some some of the, sometimes these folks. I mean, yeah, you just become an old angry curmudgeon.
0: Oh my God, bro! Like it's that, interesting, it was, it and and
1: and you lose the rational, right. like the rational brain, and. Right. So like my heart goes out because sometimes, I mean the reality of it is there's so many other things that are happening now, mm. like like the foods have become poisonous, mm. right? right, and the water and all these things. So so my heart goes out to people like some people, they just don't even they become so their bodies full of inflammation. They they're trying to do the spiritual, they're trying to what, but you're hindered, right. you're hindered and you're stuck and you're miserable. And you don't know what to do other than just scream, mm. you know. So you lose like that rationality. That's where it's like, man, I really try dialing in. And everyone is at a different place in their mortal being, so it's like, what is most effective? That's where it's like, hey, just baby steps. Right. The point you're just not happy with your life and where you're at. Like just to take small little steps on cutting out sodas, cutting out like, and right. focusing on the fitness side of things, fo- on the emotional side of things, the spiritual side of things. Right. And as you just take those little steps right. like all of a sudden you,
0: you can't you bite s- off everything right you can't bite off everything no. and you're not going to find the magic bullet right like the pill doesn't exist right um, last week when i was in my driveway i had this beautiful moment um this lady pulls up on my driveway i'm out there working on my piece like that, that carving in my front yard my front yard is full of all sorts of cool stuff to look at, right? Root balls and other carvings and, you know, right? God's green earth right up front and palm oh, trees and so whatnot. Cool. So, I mean, like, I want people to see my stuff. I want them to remember that there's a world out there that's beautiful outside of this stupid blinking box, right? Right. Um So, I look up from what I'm doing and I notice there's a lady. Blinking box. I'm a late yeah, bloomer. Yeah, oh my the gosh. blinking box. Dude. That's so funny. She's She's in her truck. At my driveway right by my mailbox. And she's just looking at everything. And I noticed that she's there. So I went ahead and said, hi, how you doing? You know, And she's like, that's awesome what you're working on. And I said, well, it's really better on the other side if you want to come out and take a look. I know that she had a kid with her as well. So she she gets out of the truck. And she's probably late 50s, okay, uh, maybe early 60s, uh, probably had kids young because this is her grandson. And Mm -hmm. he's eight. His name is Michael. Michael's uh on the ADD side which they all are these days right um yeah so he's a little wired and he's a little blah 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 but she had just left the church down at the end of the Generation church and it sounds like she's been doing a little bit of a tour of churches seeking God Mm. um and you can tell she's lived her life she's lived a hard life and this is her grandson that she's with and she's trying to introduce him to something good as well and and, you know so there's drama and there's turmoil in her life and everything else and Mm i 'm talking with Michael and I'm talking with her and she's admiring the carving and he's like all over my garage and he's all up in my stuff and whatever and he's picking up chainsaws and then she's like I'm like no it's okay I mean like you, she's like you need to be, no you don't need to be 18 you need to be skilled you need to be trained right right you, you could be using this when you're eight years old if you want to but you had to have been properly trained first and I, like so I'm just mm-hmm. I'm trying to kind of help keep him cool and he's looking and she's talking to me and she's asking me about God and how how do you know and I just had this wonderful moment to where I was able to just relay to her mm. what it feels like to truly know and find Jesus. Just like we were talking about how I can't really explain it to you until right. you experience it. Right. But if you're seeking it and you haven't found it yet, it will come if you continue. But you go, don't be looking in all of these places. Be looking in yourself. Start looking. Mm, yes. In, start looking into yes. yourself and find out what it is that keeps on derailing you. What is it that keeps poisoning your right. brain? What is it that keeps making you feel like a failure? What is it that keeps making you feel abused? Right. What is it that keeps making you feel sad? What is it that keeps making you feel like God's not on your side? Those are the things you got to start asking yourself, and those right. are the changes you need to start making in your life to start feeling and healing and seeking and inviting Him in. And I kept and I and I explained to her what I said earlier to you about how I used to how I had left Jesus out of my thoughts and out of my words for many years and I was starting to decline and God was always in my mind and in my thoughts. But until I started using Jesus' name again, because once again, he is the path you have to go through Jesus to get to the Father. You right. have to. That is something I have definitely wow. come to know, that you can know God, but you cannot find God unless you go through Jesus because Jesus was our earthly example of right. how to get there. Wow! And without that, we can't get there. Right. We can say that we know God. We can say that we love God. We can say thank you to God. But until we actually decide that we want to emulate the life of Jesus, then we can 't get there that 's the way you get there, and until wow. you really, really, really let that in and, and understand that to the right. core, you 're never going to feel it. It mm. has to come through that, and then that day you 'll have it and She was thinking, and she 's like, well you know i 'm always trying to be good i 'm always trying to help people, and i 'm always that 's your problem right there you 're always trying to help people you 're Captain Savaho. <laughs> you decide that instead of facing your own problems, Mm. you're going to dive into everyone else's problems and be the savior for them, and all that does is keep you from fixing your own life. Right. And I was taught that by a very wise woman one time. She fixed me through that because I was Captain Save-A-Ho. Always getting involved in everyone else's problems make you feel like a good person. Never once did I fix anything in my own life. And the only way to be a true example and a true role model for anybody is to fix your own problems. Right. Focus on yourself. Focus on all the problems that you have. Focus on all your defects and all of your inequities. And then work on those. Get those in order. And the people around you will see it. And they will wonder what it is you're doing. And then they will start to look for answers. And that's what gets them on their path. And you cannot find him through fixing other people's problems. You have to be the example. That's the thing. And I told her that. And I was like, that's where you keep messing up. You're trying to help people that are defective. And you are enabling them. So you just continually enable their problems. Mm -hmm. Because you're coming in to save them. Right. And they don't have to fix a thing in their world, and it derails anything good for you, right? And sucks you back into their negative, right? Wow, you're
1: speaking to someone, Adam, <laughs> like that. That it was so well spoken. I think you really effectively articulated that well. Do you have
0: any idea how many people you know like that? Uh, yeah, know, almost everybody, right? We all get caught up in it. It's like it,
1: I can't even cast a stone because, you know, I myself. I'm the same. Right. right. I, I like still we gotta slip.
0: Fight yeah. that. I still slip. But that's the one thing that I know I have achieved now that I didn't We're have then. That. that My business, my God's green earth landscaping business and the things that I do that surround it. That is my true calling. I have no doubt about it. It gives me ultimate joy. Like, wow. I need nothing else in my life, but my my wife, my, my, my business, my clientele, my employees, they're all wrapped into that business. And that business is A, number one. It is my platform. It is what I minister from. Mm. Okay, now am I qualified to minister? I don't know. But it is the one singular thing that I have put my soul into, 100%. And it has yielded everything that's yielded because of that one singular thing. It has been the reason why all these other people have been fed. It is the reason why all these other people have come to Jesus. It is the reason why all of the things that I have done have not been for Mm naught. Right? It's the one thing I can say that has done that. And it would have never been that had I not truly focused in on what I needed to do to build it. Wow. And it just became my mission. So now, you don't stand in the way of the business. Never will you be the problem in my business. You are either a part of it, an asset to it, or you're gone. It's that simple. As don't bring your poison into my pond. Okay? You want to yeah. swim in my pond? Cool. Empty the poison out of your pockets. Get in my pond. Yeah, I'm not letting you bring your poison into my pond. I like that. All right, wow. And it's that simple. And the, and the, that hardline attitude that I have developed over the protection of the business, the name of God's Green Earth and mm. what I put out. That is the thing that has propelled me into success as people would say. Right. Okay. Now, success is different for everybody, right? But I am f- surrounded by secondhand stuff. Cut down trees, reclaim bricks, reclaim this everything I have is secondhand. Only brand new thing I've ever bought is a car for my wife. Okay, because that's what she wanted, right? Yeah, it's so the only thing new I've ever purchased. I will not buy new, right? Right, but that made her happy, so I got her that. She Good des- man, she deserves it. Um, but that's my form of success. Yeah, I have a lovely place that's comfortable. I I come there every night for refuge. Um she keeps tech, she keeps track of the inside. I help with what I need to help with. But for the most part, she handles all the inside. I handle all the outside. Um, we try to collaborate from time to time. Uh, and, and like, that's just the perfect life for me. I have everything I need right there in my home. I don't need to go out into this world to find any satisfaction. Mm. It's all right there at home. Wow.
1: So how long have you been sober now?
0: Or oh shit, man. I mean, like, do you really, well, let's not call it sober because well, I come home every day, I will have a beer. Yeah. You know, um, well, I actually still smoke marijuana. Okay. Okay. Every night. I usually hit it at least one time. Now I'm a very light consumer because for me, it's just that way to get out of my work mind and get into my sleep mind, Right. <laughs>
1: Well, there's a big difference I feel, and especially when it comes to
0: no marijuana's God-given drug is that it's it, an herb. So much of it, well, it's oh, a yeah, medicinal herb. herb. Like, like I wouldn't even call the drug right because it's a medicinal. Well, I herb. guess
1: behind it, so much of it is like the intention.
0: You know, if, yeah. if
1: there's just kids that are trying to use it as say, like right. more so like a party drug, right. versus the cheats and a Chong. Herb. the cheats and yes. chongs of the world, right? Right.
0: Like, what a disservice those idiots did, right? Like that. And you still see that all the time, like, right. like oh, I smoke so much. It's like a, it's a status symbol for so many people. Like to me, man, like mine lasts so long. Like it, it, I, I can buy, if you know, anything about an eighth is a very small amount of marijuana that lasts me three months. Okay. Okay. Like that's how little I smoke. Like it, it is. It's just, and sometimes when I'm carving, like it's a great way for me to have that inspirational. It breaks through a barrier. It allows me to focus in on something and gives me a, a bit of an inspiration that I wouldn't have had without it. Uh, it's like a, you know, like the Indians do with peyote and things like that. Like it, right. it opens your mind's eye. Um, and it's 100% natural, so it can't be bad. It's created by God. It wasn't synthesized in any way by man, right? So in my opinion, that cannot be considered a drug. That is something that was forced on us back in the 60s right. by a very angry man. Mm-hmm. who was very upset and had a lot of power. Mm-hmm. And he propagandized and, and set out this war on it and turned it into a class one drug, put it right up there with heroin and crack and mm-hmm. you know meth and everything. He made it up. That, no and, one's ever died from it. No, and it's just been that way now. Because right. once again, this generation of people, like I said, the people I met yesterday, That generation, man, they were, Mm. they went through wars, you know, they, they had to pull together and have all this pride in their country and all these things to get through these hard things that were coming at them, you know, Mm -hmm. and it, it, it set, it set some things in stone. Like, like it made some things just like it, it's either right or it's wrong, right? right. Like the, the war on drugs and, the, and you have police officers who have probably died in the line of duty trying to enforce these laws and, and all of these things. So now you have this entire half of a, of, a, of a civilization who has some sort of an attachment to a person who has been negatively affected by this thing mm-hmm. that so many other people are so positively affected by And that's where the clash comes in, right? And that's why some people just can't be okay with it. They can't look past, once again, they can't look past the past hurts to understand the rationality of the situation. Mm -hmm. And and it's like... It's like division tactics. It is.
1: intentional.
0: It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely is. I mean, there are people in power that divide and conquer, my friend. Right. Divide and conquer. My wife, Angel. Oh, there we go. That's okay. I will... uh...
1: Make, make sure, yeah, no, that's fine. She's just wondering where I'm Let's at. Let's not cause... get you in the doghouse. My oh man, no. I wasn't supposed to be gone
0: this long, you know. Okay, <laughs> wow, we
1: knocked out an hour and 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. But you're on to something like you know, it's, it's just like everything, like for even that church goer to constantly step out of what they're doing, reassess, mm-hmm. stay humble, stay meek, balance things out that's what matters. right? You know, for me, when it came it comes to marijuana, I don't know what it is, man. I'm naturally slow. I smoke that stuff. I'm walking backwards. Exactly. I'm just not productive. No, I'm a
0: scarecrow. Like, if I only had a brain, right? Like, like that, that's, that's what I become. Right. Which is why I will never do it in my daily professional life. Right. Ever. Like, ever, ever, ever will you ever see me outside my house. Yeah. In public, trying to talk to people like a rational human being. I, I, I sound stupid when I'm on it. I am stupid when I'm on it. Like it, it is it makes me dumb.
1: But there's a part of it where just like anything, you can you could it's like meditating. You're intentionally spending some time to mm-hmm. try try to understand, seek so you could use some medicinal
0: Right. There are levels in your brain that you cannot achieve without some sort of an inhibition uh, uh, limiter, right? Right. So inhibitions— because Who are we to judge? Right. and, and I mean, anyone That's to exactly judge. right. We're not supposed to judge each other that's like it. that. Yes. If you're not hurting somebody—
1: Exactly. You're
0: not allowed to judge. Right. And God will do the judging, right? And, and, and that is really the biggest problem with, I think, the whole— church thing it, and the religion thing is that it has set these boundaries in stone mm. to where people feel that it is a god it's a god mission to be against it right like it's their mission from god to be against this thing that they're being told is wrong but who told you it's wrong and have you
1: experienced it like where's it where's it right where, where's from? your experience you gotta right yeah that's not being humble meek and loving. No, that's right? being
0: divis- it's being division. Div- divisive is the word I'm looking for. Right. It, it's I kept asking those old people the other day like do you have to have a war in your life? Is that what this is? Like do you just need to have an enemy? Because ma'am, nobody here is your enemy. Right. Nobody here did anything to you why are you hating like, can me I come with your over eye? there and give you a hug oh i swear to god yeah i i mean <laughs> that that was i mean that's exactly where i was at wow but you can tell she's a product of that way of thinking yeah she is a product of that Ugh. it's a to tactic. address the faulty wiring
1: that like i've i've said it like what is it like a lot of it's just upbringing it's traditional like like traditional curses right. essentially it's like their parents didn't know any better it's just the way they were okay. raised and well, it and instills this like hard wiring the reality of it is none of us are going to be uh, like totally effectively like wired like just pristinely right. so it's a it's a constant work it's a forever right. surgery to you know have the more efficient uh reactions and just uh, like subconscious right. And er- just e- in energy and existence, you have
0: to think about it like this: like all these cults out here, right? These suicide cults and these people. Oh okay? like, gosh! Listen, they're no, they're no different than most of the churches that you're going to find, especially smaller churches. It's
1: being Be- done. It's being done in everything, though, like right. politics yeah. and these these right. these movements. These you, woke.
0: You have to create an enemy, and you also have to create a sense of uh, secrecy. Yes. Okay, like you you have to divide people from the people that love them. You have to separate, you have to isolate. You have to make sure that you have total control of these people's thoughts. And that's been done for eons, right? Because the people at the head of this are using God mm-hmm. to control people. Mm. To, to get what they want out of life, to be dominant, to be powerful, to whatever. Mm-hmm. So the, the 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 evil in man has twisted God's trying so much. to get
1: people into this space mm-hmm. to, to to use like self-critical thinking skills right and really step back from like everything, question everything. Yeah, question, that's healthy. Everything. Yeah, it is healthy. Like, like especially in this information age right. and this blinking boxes you yeah. as you said, I love that. Like to get outside like to realize the the good and the bad right that can come from this it's stuff. a hell of a tool it is a hell of a tool but it's
0: a trap
1: well evil has used this yes. tool very effectively it's a trap bro. the war machine is mainstream media like like how effective that was over this last pandemic and stuff like people need to source their information yes. they need to come to like these free and open sources that aren't controlled right like all these other like the play on free speech mm-hmm. like it, you control the narrative like you control the people and the minds right like that's like you could see it from everything, from the organized religion and right. the level of brainwashing to to all these other things. Like right. we, we should be more free thinking and and f- tapping into and trying things to to find that niche and excitement and that happy. Like I'm so excited you've found your calling. Right. Like not many folk do. No. Some of the most success. That's why you see billionaires and multi millionaires. Like like ultimately end up at a place they're just they end up taking their own lives right like they're just because they, they, they're they miserable they know what they've done like money sure yeah it can it can ease a lot of in, stress and anxiety to an
0: extent as far as like but it sure as hell has to put it on a platform to where it's just blaring at them right what they've done to get there Oh a- yeah, and 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 the things that they've damaged, and the people they've hurt, and the the lives they've ruined, and and and, and, and I mean, it's all in this quest for the almighty dollar, mm-hmm. which, man, what a worthless thing that is, right? Like honestly, man, I am not. Don't don't label me a communist. Don't label me a socialist. I'm. I don't label me a capitalist either. You know, like, right. I I think it's one of the most evil things that ever has come along because the the quest on capitalism is at all costs profit. And and at all cost profit means you don't give a crap who you. Stand I like for. what the founding fathers structured, but just like uh, the
1: other gentleman I had on um, whistleblower, your oh, former FBI agent, military mm-hmm. vet, everything he he touched on a pretty profound. Uh, I find like truth where he was just touching on if the the founding fathers didn't understand as to how tyrannical and powerful corporations could, could become. Be, yes. And it became kind of, yeah. in a way, our own demise where right. what's even a government body? That's pocket change. We could start actually manipulating everything to our financial gain. Correct. Everything. And now BlackRock and, yep. like, these tr- like antitrust don't laws. realize. Antitrust
0: laws only limited families. Mm. You can't be a family that owns everything, but now these corporations got their ways around that. So right. now you're all investment groups. And now you're all – I mean, this branding shit that's going on is yes. – it, it, it's like – do you even have an idea how many different things that one thing owns? Like, yeah. I mean, it's the brand that brings you in, right? Like, we know these are all poison, McDonald's, Burger King. Yes. All, it's garbage. Like, they're literally yes. feeding you. They could be feeding you children, for all you know. Like, right. we don't know, right? right. It's garbage yep. but you see a line around the building it's every day, day all day long oh because of the branding right. and, it, and it's comfortable and it's known and it's you know we're addicted to it supposedly cheaper yeah no it's not, no, and it's, it, not. it's just garbage man and it's yes it's, it's all so evil and it's so man it has made us lazy it has made us soft it yes. has made us squishy malleable yes. dependent at suckling at the teat, yes, of, of all by co- design, yes, for by sure, by design, right. and this
1: has been a slow. It's it's literally the frog in that pot of water, mm-hmm. right? Slowly right. cranking right. it up, yeah.
0: Because one day all your Big Macs are going to be poisoned, yep. Right, like I yep. mean, like seriously, they want to end you. They could end half of us in a week, yep, by feeding us McDonald's poisoned. Yeah, like seriously, it's that simple. Well, help me
1: create this community. Help. Help us all unite and shine the light on truth. And and essentially, because I mean, it's an excitable thing to do, because the reality of it is it is just the time and space we're at. Right. And and the more we can because it is out of love. You're speaking out of love. For every individual to essentially become the best version of themselves and you're not telling them to no, do it. It's on no. behalf of folk and you're just trying to ignite the spark for them to actually start taking those steps. James,
0: I'm at a point in this world man where like honestly um, you know Maynard said it from tool flush it down. Mm. I want to watch it. I, I you know yeah. because because honestly, I ain't afraid of what's on the other side. Well,
1: it's just like it's just like what you're doing fulfilling what you're doing.
0: Every day I wake up breathing, Mm -hmm. every day I wake up breathing is a good day to me. And I am blessed to have been able to find something, like you said, I truly belong to doing. I have found my calling, and I am such a minority. And I want that for everybody. Right. But the reality is that probably ain't going to happen. And the other reality is, should it? I don't know. Well, I
1: know there's some there's there's just still a lot of individuals out there that have that good heart. Right. And they've just been led astray. Sure. And homogenized
0: to the point of nothing.
1: I mean, we could just just like ourselves because we were on that other side. So my heart goes out to a lot of those individuals is to like, look, I can't even describe it. It's not even about the money anymore. It's not even about. But but it's it's how I feel in here. It's how I view every
0: day. Right. Like. I don't waste my, my time being. on them anymore though, James. Well. I won't waste my time on them anymore. Right. I'm sorry. I can't. People
1: got to do, find that for themselves. Well, I guess what I was getting at, I guess we'll see how this plays back and how you feel about what took place between me and you here today. Mm-hmm. And I challenge our listeners like, Hey, had had your feelings. Uh, let's, let's fire up the community. Let's get some more comments in here. And, I just hope, like, if this light's even an additional spark, like, hey, sure. this is something I would just love to have you back because there's, no, I, there is a light in your eyes. I there's, am, I need spe- to vent this stuff. In, yes. I need
0: to vent this stuff like anybody else needs to vent, right? And I feel that there's something totally worth saying, right? But the, the what I'm trying to say is that it's I guess, not. It's not that I don't want to put the time in, but it's like this. Mm. I have mm. so many minutes in it every day, right? And I have so many uh, things that I am beholden to. I have given myself those responsibilities, and therefore I take them seriously. They are my charges. So what I encounter on every given day, whatever the Lord may put in my path, Mm -hmm. I will give it the time necessary to let them feel what they were meant to feel from me because I am this overflowing thing that just constantly exudes what it is I feel, and I don't hold it back on any. Platform, whatever I'm at, I don't care. I will speak it if I am asked to do so. I'm not okay. out there just yelling and screaming at the top of my lungs at the you know the front of a grocery store, uh, but like I have all these opportunities. I encounter people all the time, right. and and there's always these little micro moments that you have with people all over the place, everywhere you go. And if the opportunity presents itself to uh, you know present the Jesus factor to people to mm-hmm. to explain or share. Uh, you know, and if they see something in me that they want to find in themselves and mm-hmm. I can help them do that by just letting them know how I found it, I mm-hmm. will take that moment. Right. But then I keep walking because I am on a path. Yes. And I am not there at the bus stop waiting for them to fucking jump on the bus. Okay. Like that's not my job. Oh, right. I, I'm not going to do that. Right. And I have other things to do. And, and and it's like, yes, you got that moment with me. I hope it did something for you. Good luck. There's a lot of other sources in this world that you can draw on. There's a lot of other places that you can draw information from and everything else. But if what my little spark did for you is going to help you f- seek that, that's fantastic. That makes me happy. But I will not waste one second. Keep doing what you're doing. Right. I You're will not one. waste one second awesome. on, on the skepticism or the – be as skeptical as you want, man. I don't care, right? Like, Because I'm going over here to do what it is I do, and I'm smiling while I'm doing it, and I'm doing it with joy in my heart, and it mean, that means so much more to me mm-hmm. than whether you get saved or not. I don't care if you get saved. Mm. I'm not trying to fill heaven. That's not my job. That's the Grim Reaper's job, mm-hmm. okay? Like – I don't care if you find them or not. I want to share. I want everybody to know what I know. But the minute you are now dragging me back because of your need for, like, more explanation, Mm. go find that somewhere else, dude. Like, you can see what you need. If you want to, like, follow me around all day and watch what I'm doing, cool. Don't get in my way. You know what I mean? Like, be a part of it. Be helpful in it. Be engaged in it. Don't ask me to slow down to 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 like explain every step along the way. Don't ask me to hold your hand the whole time. I like
1: that strength and kind of that attitude because yeah, so much of a the weak society we become that you can't coddle them into into their best selves. They gotta they gotta face that individual facing back in the mirror. It's the
0: blinking box, bro. I know. It's. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, look, dude, guys Arthur's age, they're there already. They've already lived a life. Right. They can supply us with so much wisdom and everything else, but we yeah. can't relate to them because we don't come from the same world they come from. Like, I'm 43, he's 68, okay? Anybody that's 43 and younger will not relate to arthur they can gain from arthur they can learn from arthur they can be inspired by arthur but they cannot understand arthur because they didn't grow up with, when when By me was going on you know what i mean like those days are gone and what we grew up with this is we saw de- this happen i can't by even this. imagine Life being
1: born in, well born into it we yeah. saw it come to fruition. Right. I, watched our generation. This, I watched
0: this destroy people. Like oh, I watched yes. it come into existence right. and destroy people.
1: See, the, I'm a chimp when it comes to it because I never, I, I saw and I tap, dabbled with it just enough to be like, ew, I don't like this. only reason I don't I have, do have my flip like phone. I do not like the impact this is yeah. having. So I stayed based in reality. I didn't do the social medias. Right. But it got to a point where. I see evil and how effective it's been because Mm. it has been this beautifully amazing tool. Right. It just, it more so has had this toxic impact. And I'm like, wow, I keep bringing a knife to this gunfight, having one-on-one individual conversations, like guys trying to wake up people. And it's like, what are you doing today? You know, for our nation, for your family. And I appreciate that.
0: I appreciate what you're saying. I get exactly what you're saying. I mean, fire Well, It's what's
1: fueling me. Right. Right. And, and, and I get everyone God's going to use us all uniquely and different. And there's a reason why I'm not married and I don't have children. Right. And why he's inspira- inspiring me. Right. And literally miracle t- miracles took place where financially like th- th-
0: this. You have the ability to do this. And bro, I'm sitting in your freaking trailer right now doing this right now because I'm here to look at a tree because Arthur sent me over here. That's how God works. Yeah. And, 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 and please do not take my words wrong when I say that I have no love for this or no respect for this. I have no love for it. Okay, it doesn't mean it has no value. Right. Right. And guys like you who have found a way to use this as a platform to do what it is you're doing with it or at least tempting to do with it. Right. Thank God for that. Amen, brother. You know, like, amen, because I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the one. Right. I'm the one out here doing this.
1: I don't want to be doing this. That's just
0: you do. This is in you. No, this is in you, and it's okay that it is. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Like There is nothing wrong with what you're doing right now. Mm. I'm sitting in this chair. You're sitting in that chair. There's a reason why you're in that chair and I'm in this chair. And people don't seem to get that very well. Like They think they mm. got to be everything to everybody all the time to everything, wow. and that's not true. I was built to do what I'm doing. And I'm not gonna waste my time right. doing anything but that.
1: Like well, if we could tear down these freaking barriers and have more uniting effect and act more out of a love for one another, we can ensure a better tomorrow, whatever time is left here.
0: It only comes from understanding that you're not everything. Right. Right? So like you're good at what you're good at and you are who you are. Mm-hmm. And I am the same. And we all make up the tapestry. Right, yes. Like, I am not the frickin' button I'm the zipper, right? Okay. Oh, you get yeah. it? I mean, yeah. and we all serve a purpose, and, yes. and and it's all needed to make that piece of clothing. But we cannot be everything. I don't want to be the pocket, the collar, anything. I'm the zipper, right? So that's fine. I'm happy to be the zipper, okay? I, I am a very important thing. I keep your junk in the tr- – you know. Right. Like, that's – and I'll bite you if you don't pull it in fast enough.
1: Well, my gosh. Like – you already gave like so much is to like that moment that moment laying what in a cell or in in uh lock up it's a dormitory dormitory yeah. right? right it was kind of that pivotal moment it seemed like with your dad did you ever get that hug <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah my dad and i have reconciled quite nicely at this point um, oh, i'm so glad to hear that yeah it took me about 10 years of um i mean he was always kind to me still but when you break something that badly uh trust trust is the hard one right right Tr- oh, trust is the hard yes. thing to regain and of course my dad being a college professor uh he he's always put such a high emphasis on higher education um and I took a road of not higher education. You know, right. like I said, I, had achieved as no, I, is I, I achieved enough education to be one of, the smartest, one of the smartest people in the room in most rooms. I'm not the smartest person in the room in every room, and I'm not as well educated as many of my other people. It's empty. Um, but I was able to show him through my effort that what I'm doing is valid. And at this point, you know, he gets it. I mean, he has helped me, encouraged me. I help him. I I I give him service, uh, out, you know, for free. Like I take care of all of these people, and he gets it. Like mm-hmm. he gets it. He sees it now. And 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 no, I haven't gotten that standing up hug because he sure as heck ain't standing still. You know, forty forty five years in a wheelchair now. Oh, um, wow. But uh, I mean, he, I was able to. Be the one that was available and strong enough to pick him up and put him in his chair and take him to the hospital against his will, Uh, when he got the MRSA infection in his spine, which also ate three of his vertebrae completely gone, and then he spent 11 months in the hospital while he went through all of that, Uh, and you know I was there for him through all of that. Yeah, Um, I carved a beautiful walking stick for him while he was in it. Uh, it It's a replica of his spine all the way down to his feet, all the bones involved in that. Holy uh man. it's what kept me sane and I was wow. able to give him a walking stick out That's of irony. Cool. You know, I gave him a walking stick. I thought that was funny. Uh, but you know, um we are definitely good. Um, you know, we're we're good. I, I, I've earned I've earned that back. Uh you know, and well, it's 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 the it's the best thing that I can say I've done in my in my twenty years of doing this is, is making sure that my father's proud of me, which is what my whole goal was in the first place. To never make him feel like he made a mistake keeping me around and putting all that effort into me. Wow.
1: Well, folks, I hope you find your passion like this man Hmm. has found. I pray that you do as well. And that you humble yourselves and you seek just the best version of you and that individual staring back in that mirror. Yeah, because
0: remember, a lot of people you've been lied to right a lot of people have been lied to a lot of people have been told things that are not accurate and i don't know why they were told that who knows what the motivations of the people who told you those things were but remember they might not have been talking about you Mm. when they were talking to you right (laughs) wow (laughs) oh my gosh
1: i i'm so grateful that you made it over and that you're willing to sit here today like i i once again this is another one of those episodes i want to play back with a notepad in hand because i just feel like you would drop a bunch of gold nuggets man
0: right okay, well i that, appreciate it you know like i said uh god brings you to the places you're supposed to be and you just got to stop long enough to look around sometimes right oh my gosh
1: well I'm i'm super excited about your future and where god's gonna take you i'm I think you got a nice retirement plan set up because those pictures and your carvings, that is freaking awesome. If anything, it'd be
0: cool to have people check that out. The the real dream, my friend, is the halfway house. Mm. That's what I really want to do. All right. I want to open the halfway house and teach people to do what I'm doing.
1: That's what's up.
0: Pay it forward. Yeah, I I, I need that's been the long term dream that I haven't found the funding for or the the people that can put it together for me because I really just wanna be the one who runs it. I don't wanna be the one who does the bookkeeping, so to speak.
1: Let's hope this community fires up so futuristically you coming back, this could be a network and connecting those dots to getting that brought to life. That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Well, with all that being said, let's do this giveaway. All right. All right, guys, we're gonna do this Watson Airlock giveaway. Guys, thank you so much for listening and tuning in and supporting this crazy adventure. Mm -hmm. I know through unity, through breaking down these barriers, we can ensure a better tomorrow. We can instill a better future for our children, right? What other real purpose is there like get over yourselves yeah okay
0: please get over yourselves. seriously all
1: of us and i mean it to even this man right here talking right get over yourself don't be
0: afraid to cry in public right (laughs) for real man i mean don't be afraid to turn around to a stranger and say hello how was your day right god this scares the crap out of this new generation even talk to a stranger anymore it seems like they don't know Mm. what to do man people can be your friends 100%
1: so what is the key word, Adam? Righteous baby. Righteous? Righteous, righteous. baby? Nah, righteous. Righteous. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's it. I'd have to probably use spell checker on righteous. Hey, if
0: you can spell it correctly, you deserve it.
1: There we go. All right, guys, you you heard it from Adam. First one to put the comment righteous in this very episode. in Rumble wins this Watson airlock. And we'll be sure to, uh, congratulate the winner and we'll send over the credentials so we could get uh the trans whatever we'll get this over to you (laughs) all right bless you thank you so much for tuning in today yes look forward to next time god bless thank you